You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, once again, bringing you a film episode of the podcast. Very exciting to be back for you for a bit of a special episode today. Interviews. We love doing them, and we've got two wonderful ladies bring you today who gave us a fun, entertaining chat on something that we talked about recently that we're going to tell you about in just a second. First of all, get the pleasantries out of the way. My name is Ben, and welcome back to the Suck Zone. And my name is Colin, and the Suck Zone may or may not be in Oklahoma. (laughs) Yes, yes, we do know where our states are in the United (laughs) States. That's generally what the internet is for, to make sure we're looking at the right places. But uh, we're so excited to bring you this episode. Of course, if uh, you listened recently to our Twister recap a few weeks back, we we did mention in that that there was a Twister museum located in Wakita, Oklahoma. Now, we were very excited that such a place existed because it really did make Colin and I want to go to Oklahoma. It still does. still does. We really want to go to Oklahoma. So we reached out. We contacted... The museum, and we got a fantastic reply, and two ladies agreed to sit down and speak to us, Linda Wade and Mary Schmitz, who both work at the museum, to tell us a little bit more about what you can go and see there, and just a bit more too, I guess, in regards to the the filming of the, the movie, and... This this was exciting. I enjoyed this chat, and um, it's definitely something a bit different and unique, I feel, that we've done on this show so far. Yeah, and I mean, if people are listening to this and, you know, thinking, how do we get an entire episode just on a museum? I mean, the most interesting thing about this museum is that this town, Wakita, this was real that they filmed in. And this isn't one of those movie situations where they're there for a few days. I mean, this basically shut down their very small town for an entire summer. And almost every person in this town was there and part of this movie, you know, during the summer of 95 when it filmed. So uh, they were able to tell us stories about, you know, different sequences that are filmed and uh, Aunt Meg's house, uh, how they got some of these props in the movie, you know, how the museum went uh, as far as founding it and how long this lasted. And I mean, so much good stuff. Even we get some stories about you know, the individual actors like Bill Paxton, great stories about Bill Paxton from both of them as well. So yes, a very entertaining chat indeed. And one that you are going to listen to right now, Linda Wade and Mary Schmitz coming to you from Wakita, Oklahoma, talking about the Twister Museum. And also make sure to stay tuned all the way to the end of this video, because right after we have the interview with them, we are going to tease what's coming next, because we might have some more Twister content coming up next week on the show. Big pleasure to be able to bring you our next guest here on the Oz Network. Of course, recently you would have just heard us do a episode on the movie Twister. Colin and I, huge fans of the movie. And as we talked about in that episode, there is such a place as the Twister Museum that celebrates everything to do with the film Twister. Now, this museum is in Wakita in Oklahoma, of course, a setting for the film itself. And uh, we've managed to track down two of the volunteers that work at this museum because we want to find out more about what's happening at this museum, what's there, and just why people should travel to Wakita to celebrate the movie Twister. We have on the line uh, Linda Wade and Mary Schmitz, two volunteers who work at the museum. Uh, First of all, Linda, Mary, thank you very much for joining us. We're so excited to be able to chat to you today. Thank you. 
We're excited too. It's a pleasure. I have to ask straight away, have you guys ever done an interview with somebody in Australia to talk about the Twister Museum? Am I the first person to be able to talk to you about this? I believe you are. Yes. You're our first. Okay, But good. there must be tons of Canadians out there who are, who are coming down to interview, right? It's possible we've had Canadians here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit closer. It's a little, I mean, Colin can drive. I, I can't really drive yeah. across the, the Pacific to see you guys. But, it's. I mean, this is, this is exciting because, as I said, Wakita was such a, a key part in the film. I mean, this is now is more than two decades old, but you guys have still got this museum celebrating it. Just just how big was the movie Twister for the town of Wakita? The fact that they filmed it there. I mean, did this guy, did this literally put you guys on the map? Yes, it did, because they were here April through August. So, uh, you know, we had lots of contact with everyone with the movie, and now people are coming from all over the world. I've had visitors from every continent come to visit so I think our name is out there. Now, do you remember when the movie first went into production? Uh, like, was was there big involvement in Wakita there? Or how many of the scenes that eventually ended up in the movie did they actually film there? There's at least 30 minutes of the movie that was filmed here. Wow. All of, all of Aunt Meg's, all of Wakita, and some of the little uh, incidents here and there were filmed in Wakita. But we were the we were the town that got all the debris. <laughs> so, we were the film with all the damage. <laughs> they left a big mess, basically. They thought, well, we're going to dump a lot of damage here. <laughs> That's what they did. <laughs> well, they tore down things, too. So how, how did they come about actually choosing w- Wakita? Did you guys sort of get a visit from some, some movie production people and they basically asked if they could film there? They made several trips here as well as... Uh, quite a few towns in Oklahoma before they chose us. But we just had the right Aunt Meg's house, the farmhouse, and some downtown buildings that fit in with their concept of the 60s uh, era that they wanted to use. And Aunt Meg's house, is it still there today? Or uh, <laughs> the destruction we saw in the movie, they didn't actually destroy the house for just for the sake of one scene, did they? Yes, they did. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We have it on video. Oh, <laughs> oh really? wow. In fact, it didn't fall in like they wanted to, so they picked it back up and dropped it again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And was this somebody's house, or was this just a, an abandoned house that they, they were able to use? Uh, it had been rental property for a lot of years, so it wasn't really someone's house, but yet it was uh, a current building in Waukegan. But it had been previously damaged by a hailstorm uh, three years prior to them coming. And so it was uh, becoming derelict at the time. So they put 100000 in fixing it up to make it look pretty and then filmed there and then tore it down. Wow. <laughs> Everything in Wakita was built with damage in mind. <laughs> And have both of you lived there for your entire lives? Were you there when the movie was filming? Well, I have. I've not my entire life. I moved here in 70, 1970. So, yes, I was here, but I came from Kansas. And I've lived here off and on all my life, yeah. Mm. Wow, wow. So just, just across the border then for Kansas. And, I mean, it's... It's so, for somebody like myself, uh, Colin's a bit different because where he is in Canada, they can have tornadoes. 
I personally do not get tornadoes where I live in Australia. It's it's the rarest thing, I think. You know, it's probably about as likely as you guys having a kangaroo jump down uh, the street there in Wakita. <laughs> so, I mean, this is where my obsession with this film grew when I was growing up because, you know, these were amazing to me, tornadoes, you know, these were incredible things. But I'm guessing for you guys, I mean, tornadoes, I can imagine there are just, again, similar with Colin, something that you can experience, uh, you know, quite often during the year, I guess. Well, and so can you. You can contact one of these guys that take people and they promise that they're going to go chase and find you a tornado. Right. (laughs) So if I was to come and visit you guys, I can basically get guaranteed I can see one of these. No. (laughs) (laughs) They'll take you looking for one. Oh, looking. All right. Okay. I thought they were going to like, you know, oh, you definitely see one. Okay. I got you. (laughs) And they're seasonal. Now, if you move to Waukita, we have one within 50 miles of town probably every year. Wow. So there is a distinct possibility you could see one if you move here. But I've stood on Main Street here and seen at least three that I know of, and I know there's been plenty more visible. I just haven't been out watching. I'm in the storm cellar. Not me. <laughs> I'm on the front steps. <laughs> you're the Helen Hunt. You're, you're out there looking at it, wanting to get closer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I make my husband mad every year. <laughs> Now, speaking of Helen Hunt, like when this movie was in town, um, was the entire cast there? Like, uh, did you have any sightings of Bill Paxton or Helen Hunt or Philip Seymour Hoffman? Everybody was here. And they were here from the whole month of June and half of July. So everyone in Waukegan got to be extras in the movie, hmm. or behind the scenes anyway. So if you didn't have a sighting or get an autograph or become an extra, it was your own fault. <laughs> I mean, they gave us a chance to to do everything. But they'd never closed down a whole town before, so it was a little bit different for them, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they were here a month and a half, so, you know, we could we could play football with Bill Paxton all the time if we wanted to. Wow. Also, wow. it was during our wheat harvest, so oh. the farmers had to take a detour to get to the elevators to dump their wheat. I can imagine that it was quite disruptive then to the town, obviously, if, you, if you've been shut down, essentially, as you were saying, for, for that amount of time. Well, and we were, and after a while, it, it became that they nobody could get back in unless you lived here. They had little decals they put on our car windows that said Waukegan resident that let us in and out of town. Right, right. So we, we had to file... Uh, an application to get visitors to come in. Like I live in a city, I mean, we have a population of seven, eight hundred thousand, and you know we've had some major movies film here over the years. I mean, nothing at the scale of Twister, but I mean, I have to imagine this was probably the first movie to film in Wakita. Uh, w- what was the perception at the time? Like, did anybody really understand that this was going to be a big blockbuster? Because right? you look at the cast. I mean, Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean. People hadn't even really heard of them at this point, and this is like a tornado movie at a point where disaster movies aren't big. Was the thought that this is going to be like some direct-to-video release, or did anybody really understand how big of a movie this was going to become? I'm not sure anyone did. Warner Brothers said we'd have visitors for like two years, that's <laughs> the general movie uh, uh, souvenirs, you know, people watching. But, uh, you know, here it is 22 years later, and we're still getting visitors, so Mm. we'll keep it open as long as we have people. But you have to understand, our population is under 400. Mm. Wow. And so, for us to get visitors, it's a 100% increase of our normal (laughs) daily visits. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit different. 
But we have had a second movie filmed in Waukegan now. <laughs> oh, what was the second one? Do you know Ed Oxenbold? He's a young young star from Australia. Possibly. I mean, and, I, that's not Jay- an Australian oh, one that I've held. I just looked him up. Yeah, um, I just looked him up. I recognize him. He was in a, a movie, um, M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Visit. Okay, they were here last December for a couple of weeks filming something that's coming out this summer called Wildlife. Oh, okay. So it has several Australian actors in it. I've just actually looked him up, and he does. He was in a very popular show here called Puberty Blues, which I used to watch. And, uh, yep, I I know the guy you're talking about now. Okay, he's a doll. Beautiful blue (laughs) eyes. And he came to the museum and... Sat and watched the video here. So. Well, and I'm just looking. He was born five years after Twister was even released, so he wouldn't have even known what Twister was. <laughs> oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. There's a lot of people that come that were ne- weren't even born when it was re- released, and they they're like, "This is my favorite movie." It's wow. Just amazing. That's incredible. And I got to tell you, Linda is the main. She this. This lady has kept this place going, and she works so hard uh, because everything is donated. And what she does with the stuff she sells, pays for the the lights and the gas and so on. She's just a trooper. She's the best. That's good. That's what we like. Well done, Linda. Awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask, though, like you were mentioning about how pretty much everyone in Wakita was an extra. I mean, were you, I'm guessing you two then were in the film. I mean, are there, is there a scenes in the movie where we can, we can spot you if we're, we're looking out for you? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so we have T-shirts that say, uh, I was an extra in the movie, but I ended up on the cutting room floor. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You might be able to see my butt sticking up in the air. <laughs> but, oh, that's you. But nothing oh, okay. you can recognize, I'm sure. We were analyzing the movie, trying to figure out which butt that was. There now we, we go. We solved the mystery. We, that's we, it. It's, it's a good butt. Well done. We, was, we thought it was up there. It's one of the best butts I've seen on film. So, uh. I, I was on the television set when they're in Aunt Meg's house and watching mm-hmm. TV. Uh all the people in the background of that scene were from Waukegan, but they took us out there and they said, pretend like you're picking up debris. So we'd all bend over and pick up a stick and stand up. And then they sent the rushes to Hollywood every night uh, for approval, and they didn't like that scene, whatever. So they called us all back the second day to film the same scene over. And so all the people from Waukegan bought a piece of debris to pick up this time <laughs> so there were there was clothes and toys and stuff that they didn't have the first time they wow. put us out there in an empty empty lot so you know we did our own thing to improve the movie method acting but most you really of, had to get into that pictures in background yeah <laughs> wow wow that's, that's that's incredible do you have any um stories any sort of fun bill paxton or helen hunt stories you know you're mentioning obviously playing football with, with bill i mean you know, what sort of interesting things were they up to be- between between filming? Well, Paxton was out playing football with everyone that would play with him the whole time he was here. So that was pretty good. He actually, for our 15th anniversary in the museum, sent us the football that has uh, autographs from the Twister time. And so we have it here in the museum with a letter he wrote uh, explaining sending it to us. And then... Um, we have a ton of pictures of Paxton with people. 
uh, taking autographs and things. He would, he's from Texas originally, so he was a lot more comfortable in Oklahoma than uh, most of the actors from California were. They were all nice, but Paxton was just uh, very outgoing and everything. So, uh, you know, everybody has pictures with Bill. So oh, and what? he also sent a pinball machine. Oh, yeah, he donated a pinball machine, a Twister pinball ah. machine to the museum. We were looking through the pictures. Yeah, we were looking through the pictures, and we're like, oh, you know, I bet you that you can still find that pinball machine in the theater somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Wakita. Yeah. And the kids play it all summer long. <laughs> right. So uh, it's now, still in really good shape. What year did the museum actually open, and how did it come about? Like, who came up with the idea and said, let's pull some of these props and autographs and stuff like that and put together a museum? The, the Garden Club actually put it together. But unfortunately, I was president at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sort of fell on, on me to uh, get it going. But um, we actually opened just almost immediately after the movie left uh, because uh, the building we're in now was the location office for the movie while they were here. And so we just moved in when they left, and we started with a, a small short section. We moved it to a double room now, uh, just with, as things were donated. But they actually let us go through the debris for a weekend and pick up uh, stuff that we wanted to keep for the museum. And, uh, I mean, there's bathroom additions in Waukita with Twister Lumber. People <laughs> got to pick up so much stuff. So... Uh, you know, they were they were good to us in that respect also because normally they don't let people have uh, movie souvenirs, but they gave us the whole weekend to pick up. And we have doors out of a set and a window out of a set. We have one of the Dorothys, uh, and and quite a few other small items that were used for filming, not necessarily ending up in the movie because we hadn't seen it at that point, but. To, to make it look like a real tornado scene, they went to a Salvation Army, bought up a showroom, and tossed it out on top of all the wood and debris they made to make it look like actual contents of a home. So there was a lot of stuff used that uh, didn't really end up specifically in the movie. And I, and I could imagine that when the movie comes out, as Colin mentioned, you know, it's such a, a worldwide hit you know the second highest grossing film of 1996 i can imagine that you guys must have been incredibly busy uh, um in the the months <laughs> after the movie was released exactly the first couple of years like warner brothers said was uh, cram packed with people coming to town and of course we're kind of hard to find we're off the beaten path uh so people had to make the effort to come to Waukita because we're at the end of the highway I mean, there is no pass-through traffic other than locals in the town, which is one of the reasons we were chosen also, because if they were going to close us down for four or five months, it had to be uh, easily attainable for them. Mm -hmm. So it, it worked in our favor to get the movie and less favor to have people come visit. But we're on the map now. <laughs> we actually had to be put on some of the roadmaps. We were not on roadmaps for a while. <laughs> so, so literally, literally, Twister put you on the map. <laughs> exactly. 
I thought it was interesting where you're talking about like how you got some of the props in the movie, and when you do look through your website, the, the most interesting prop I see on there that I would love to see would be the actual Dorothy that was used filmed uh, for filming of the movie. Uh, how did it? Uh, how did it actually uh, come to be in the museum? How did you acquire that prop? We were able to purchase that. So from the studio. Uh, well, from from. It was kind of a second-hand purchase. Somebody purchased it from the studio, and then we purchased it from them. Because the last part of the movie was filmed in Iowa because of the pretty cornfields. And so everything, you know, used in the movie ended up in Iowa. So we were fortunate that someone was in Iowa and brought it home to walk to Oklahoma. And, and then, let me tell you, you can, get, you can buy sensors here. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we saw that too. <laughs> yes. We wow. make replica sensors that, that are, we sell them as Christmas ornaments. <laughs> they sure look real. We might Skype and show you a picture of them. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's, that's fascinating. It's, I mean, it's, to me, it's just, I, I think I mentioned to you just before we recorded, I, I, I really want to go. I really want to, like, go all the way to Wakita just to see it because I am such a fan of this film. And, I mean, you, you mentioned to us briefly that you did have somebody from Australia who actually went there on their honeymoon. I mean, how, how does that work? Were they just huge Twister fans as well? They were Twister fans as well. And they flew into California, drove all the way to Wakita, and then drove back to California. <laughs> Well, wow. and there's also uh, a couple that their first date was they went to the movie and they fell in love. They got married, and every year since since that, that that's what they do on their anniversary. They watch the movie. Wow! And then we had another wow. storm chaser come to the museum, and then when she got married, she came back on her honeymoon also, and brought her new husband. So, <laughs> I you know we don't know the fascination other than. I don't know. They're either, they're either storm chasers or movie fans, and we get them both. And let's be honest. Bill Paxton brings people together. That's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. Now, other thing I have to ask about is the uh, the drive-in theater. Now, was this a real drive-in theater outside of Wakita? That was filmed in Guthrie, Oklahoma. They do have a real one, but they, they sh- took shots of that, and then they made a fake one that they could tear down. Hmm. So it was but, some prop and some real. But you do have, again, you have props from that uh, drive-in theater there at the museum, right? I do. I have a movie speaker from the drive-in mm. theater. When, when the film was released, what was what were both of your reaction to, to the film? Did it live up to what you were expecting? Was it better than what you were kind of thinking it would turn out to be? Uh, kind of both of it, you know, both right. reactions, yeah. We were sad that all our parts got cut. <laughs> <laughs> But I was at the premiere in Oklahoma City, and so when our water tower came up, we all cheered, you know. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the water tower seems to be pretty uh, famous because we have groups that come, and they will pose outside just and with the water tower in the background. Right. And that's, that's cool. We even had one girl bring a little black-and-white stuffed cow, and she would throw it up in the air above her head and have her picture taken with the water tower in the background and the cow flying above her head. Do you have somebody in the background yelling, Honey, we got cows! <laughs> That's it. Well, you've got them on T-shirts, so do, don't I, you? You have the, t- the Honey, we got cows T-shirts. They're the ones that I think people need to get. I can't talk now. Oh. We've got cows, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
we have we have a T-shirt that has a flying cow on it. <laughs> I have a little stuffed cow that has Twister Museum on each T-shirt. <laughs> we have a T-shirt with the Dorothy and Sensors flying. Wow. And we intend to make a special uh, Bill Paxton shirt this summer because mm-hmm. the um, Texas Storm Chasers want to come up to Aunt Meg's lot and do a special memorial for Paxton in September. Oh wow! So that's what they're that's what they're going to do. So so what are the? He made a big impression on everyone. <laughs> well, and it opened the door for the Storm Chasers. Mm-hmm. It really increased their popularity. Uh, everybody wants to be a meteorologist now, or uh, find a storm. Or find a storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell them to move to Waukita. <laughs> what can I say? We have them. For people who want to visit the museum, is this something that's open uh, like five days a week? Uh, is it something that uh, you book an appointment with? How do they actually find the museum? Uh, we're open April through August, 1 to 5 in the afternoons, Tuesday through Saturday. And if they want to come any other time of the year, we make appointments. Mm. Right. Because the building is so huge that uh, utilities in the winter are kind of uh, out of out of sight and so we once the uh, major two-year visitor boom was over we decided i think about 10 years in we closed it in the winter but how crazy is that that something where even the studio or they spend you know millions of dollars make these movies and researching you know what it can do for economies and even they say you'll get two years out of this and you got like 10 solid years and yet it's still going even now i mean five days a week that's crazy yeah i had 30 visitors on saturday and i'm not even open yet wow (laughs) yeah so it it happens (laughs) that's that's incredible that's i mean we're talking you know as you said 22 years later and and i mean it's just insane to think that a movie like this, I mean, you know, again, Colin and I are huge fans. There's still plenty of fans, clearly, of Twister out there that this is still going. But how, how long do you feel that this... Well, and the, the passing of Bill Paxton created a lot of interest, too. True. Mm-hmm. And that some people said, I didn't even know there was a museum. So that's kind of like brought a lot of people just because of that. And I, I can imagine, obviously, with the, the passing of Bill, too, as you were saying about the memorial that the Storm Chasers are planning, was there any sort of other um, memorials or anything else planned, I guess, in, in the town? Because, as you were saying, he made such a, a big impact on, on the town. Well, Linda has a... Uh, what, do you, what is it, Linda? A notebook that people are writing in. Just uh, memories, uh, things they liked about the movie, or however mm. it... Uh, made them feel, and she's had quite a few people uh, write down whatever they they liked about it. Fantastic! And after September, we, we plan to send it to the family. So, oh, nice, fantastic! Yeah. There you go. It's uh, it's it's our, yeah our memorial too. And and we put the uh, I have a uh, photo op in the museum with the cow and the twister and things like that. So we've put Bill and, and Dusty on that now. You know, just their names up there. Mm-hmm. So, just kind of a, a memory thing. Now, if we're talking about the movie, I mean, I'm assuming both of you have obviously seen the movie and probably fans enough that you know it well. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie or a favorite character? Gosh, I don't know. Um, because we this this you know at the time there were no such things as as the phones that we have now, and so people took movies of just everything that was happening and uh it kind of 
it's I don't know it breaks it down for me I I like the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, even some parts are, are funny which really aren't funny in the movie just because <laughs> you know how they did it I like the Helen Hunt saying who are these people <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was pretty much you know that's what she thought <laughs> we talked at great length about that scene like we imagined <laughs> alternate ending to that where you know the movie ends and all of a sudden this psychotic manson family just whips out their weapons <laughs> 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 yeah i like the chickens at the beginning of the movie they're running on the ground a, a trivia that we know is that uh, they had giant fans in that scene and they had the chicken handler throw the chickens in front of the fan <laughs> and blew them up into a tree. <laughs> and then the chicken handler had to climb the tree to get the chickens down. Wow. Well, Jan de Bont wanted to film it again, and the chickens were not going to get in front of that fan. <laughs> so they were filmed running on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we could have seen flying chickens. Damn. Oh, that would have been Oh, good. yeah. That's well, I, it. I have to ask. So you, uh, you, you know, never know. In our episode, um, I, I'm a big fan of, of Jamie Gertz's character, uh, Dr. Melissa Reeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any interesting stories to share about Jamie at all? Not really. Not not that I know of. Yeah, um, I wasn't in those particular scenes, so I didn't get to meet her personally. I had a day job at the time, so I had to come home and see things at night. Uh you know, I worked in a hospital, so they didn't let me just leave when I wanted to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, she was here, and we have photographs and things. But personally, neither one of us uh, really got to uh, see her much. Dang. Of course, they all had doubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might be filming in three different parts of town. So you didn't hardly know where to be. So you could be accidentally bumping into Bill were... Paxson's double and be like, Bill, how are you? All right, sorry, you're just his double. <laughs> Well, and also all the vehicles, there was more than one vehicle, uh, just in case one broke down, they had they would immediately bring in another one because they couldn't afford, I mean, I say afford because they spent, you know, millions of dollars, but that time was money. So they would immediately bring in a second vehicle so that way they could keep filming. Mm. They went through a lot of sets of tires on that red truck that <laughs> night they do, drove through the debris. I just, I just have to ask Lots one more question tires. before we close it up in terms of the debris. You mentioned, obviously, the amount that they've dumped on the town and, and everything that. Did they at least clean it up, or did they leave that up to you to clean it up after they'd finished filming? Oh, no, they cleaned it up very well. Okay, it took good. them over a month to get it all clean. <laughs> thought you might hate Warner yeah, Brothers after all the these deal. years or we made like sure, that. We made sure they cleaned up. That was in the contract. Okay, good, huh. yes. <laughs> Otherwise, Wakita has a boycott of everything released by Warner Brothers. Uh, it's like they didn't yes. clean up. <laughs> they just left a mess. This has been a lot of fun, guys. We really appreciate it. For people who, are, who want to go along and see it, uh, obviously, head to Wakita in Oklahoma. You can head to the website, twistercountry.com, and it's got so many amazing uh, photos on here and just all the details. And uh, in all seriousness, next time I'm in the States, I'm, I'm going to go out of my way to, to go to Wakita, and I'm going to come and visit you guys to see this museum. And I'm going to drag Colin from Canada down with me, and we're going to come yeah. along and see it. <laughs> okay, wonderful. And we're on Facebook too, so you can find us there. Oh, I got to look that up now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's we even had tornadoes for sale. <laughs> oh, tor- actual tornadoes for sale? Like, are you going to send a real tornado <laughs> oh, to me in Australia? Yeah. Or? <laughs> 
Is that legal? Um. Well, I have some debris for sale. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that works. You know, I, I don't know how much twisted yeah. debris is actually in Australia, so, you know, that, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kangaroos, but debris. I'll swap you a kangaroo for debris. How's that sound? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you have a kangaroo museum. That works. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun, and we appreciate your time on the Oz Network today. Thank you. Thanks so much for getting in touch. We appreciate it. Linda Wade and Mary Schmitz there, two ladies from the Twister Museum in Wakita, Oklahoma. And just listening to that again, Colin, I just, I still, I, I, right now, I want to go to the airport and get on a plane. I want to go to Wakita. I'm, I'm not just a plane. I'll have to catch like a, a bus and a car because you can't fly to Wakita unless you're in a tornado. But like, I seriously want to go to Wakita. I really want to go there. I know. I mean, we have to make this a road trip the next time you're down here and up here in Canada, down here, I guess. Uh, next time you're up in Canada, we will go down to Akita. That'll okay. be the plan. That works. I'm, 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 I'm literally right now going to Google map how long it would take to drive from uh, Winnipeg <laughs> to uh, to Akita. But yeah, I mean, look, Twister is the movie that keeps on giving. I mean, look, it's, it's kind of, it's it's sad in a way that it forced our hand to do it. I don't say forced our hand. We would have done Twister eventually, but the circumstances with sadly the passing of Bill Paxton that led us ultimately to doing Twister, um, you know, we would have preferred to do it, of course, when he was still alive. But it's, I mean, we've gotten the full episode out of it. We've now got uh, this interview that you've just listened to. And there's the potential for more interviews and episodes that might be coming up too. Yeah, and I think that's the fun thing about doing this Oz Network where we can cover something and then bring you these additional episodes with all these extra details and guests and everything and you know while we were doing the twister episode you know we were talking not just about the museum and how cool that was and how great it would be to talk to these people but we also talked about some of the actors in the movie and you know it's not just helen hunt bill paxton philip seymour hoffman i mean we talked about jeremy davies and alan ruck and uh of course joey slotnick and uh, how how many of these actors went on to some pretty big careers. And you know, we did tease, we specifically wanted to get Joey Slotnick on the show. You know, he's had a really interesting career with a lot of movies that people probably don't even necessarily connect. You know, the, the, the same guy was in all these different movies. But uh, we did contact him, and uh, we are going to be bringing you that interview next week. A surprise walk-on from <laughs> actor Joey Slotnick much earlier than our fall deadline. And you know what's actually quite exciting about this is that I was talking to my dad about the fact that we had this interview lined up. And again, you mentioned the name Joey Slotnick, and it's generally a name that people straight away don't go, Yeah, I know him. But as soon yeah. as I mentioned to him who he was, and I tried to, I'm like, oh, have you seen Blast from the Past? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And I started to talk about who he was, and straight away my dad was like, oh, he's the guy with the tattoo on his head who has the cult thing in that yeah. restaurant at the end. And I'm like, yes, that's the guy! So, see, people know who he is. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be able to talk to him, A, about Twister, B, Blast from the Past, a movie that we've been dying to cover before we even decided to do Twister. Blast from the Past was going to be one of the next movies we wanted to talk about after we did the six day, you know, a month or so ago. But, I mean, we've got Hollow Man that Joey Slotnick was in, another one that I know both of us would love to discuss. He was in Alias, one of my favorite shows of all time. Nip Tuck, one of your favorite yes. shows of all time. I mean, the list just goes on and on. So hopefully we'll get to 
uh, have a good interview with him and talk to him about all those different projects as well as much more. Very, very exciting. And, uh, yeah, as you said, just these bring out opportunities of who we can get on, and we will keep doing that for you here on the Oz Network. Just quickly before I wrap it up, though, Colin, uh, it would take us 15 hours and 20 minutes if we took the I-29 <laughs> south, uh, 1,640 kilometres. However, that route does have tolls and crosses a country border, which is funny because you've got to go between Canada and the United States. Uh, if we wanted to take an extra 22 minutes via the I-29 South and the US-81 South, it wouldn't have tolls, but it would uh, actually, for some reason, be less in kilometres but take us longer. So, <laughs> don't know what we're Speed avoiding levels. there, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put it out there. With my bladder, that's going to turn into about a 24-hour trip because I'll be stopping every half hour. You know what? I, I strangely think that would be a very fun journey. I think that's something we need to add to the bucket list because <laughs> I'm looking at the route here. We get to go through the great states of North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Kansas, um, and I think, is that Kansas. Iowa? Yeah, in Iowa as well. Like We can play Smallville on the way down there. Uh, yes. <laughs> why not? Look out, Wakita, we're coming for you. <laughs> the only people in the history of the world to have ever done a road trip from Winnipeg to Wakita. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Simply search for the Oz Network. Leave us some feedback. Rate us while you're there. Also, head to our Facebook page. You can like us, and you can also follow us on Twitter. Theoznetwork.net is available for those, of course, who wish to get all the episodes in one place and pick and choose what you want to get because, let's be honest, you probably want to do that. But uh, we'll be back, as uh, Colin said. Joey Slotnick coming soon. Other content coming soon. My name is Ben, and today I remembered that Oklahoma is not Kansas. <laughs> and my name is Colin, and today I reminded him Oklahoma was not Kansas. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.